0: Welcome to the previews bonus episode number 2 It is for the month of November 2018 And it is going to be for books coming out to shops in January of 2019
1: 2019 Yep Years coming to an end It feels really fast <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's been one of those years Yeah, one yeah. One of those fast years For sure so there's a bunch of books coming out. Actually, a bunch of new number ones coming out in um, in January. So, uh, why don't we go through some of them? It was, sure. Uh, let's start with DC. Let's see here. Young Justice number one. Hmm. What do you think about that? It's pretty cool that because Young Justice has always been like a well, uh, like an animation property. Like, they, they haven't ex- really explored young justice in a comic format
1: no they they haven't and um I think it's really good that uh, that there's some comic exposure to young justice as a group uh only because like you you've only ever heard of young justice through the uh the cartoon series right yeah right, the first uh I believe it was two seasons they did yeah I think it was two seasons they did.
0: Yeah. Well, and no, wait, 3 I think.
1: Was it 3? 2 or 3? I, I don't think it was, I think it was 2 and Oh, and then I, there's a 3. I know there's a push for a third. Yeah. Um, but I haven't heard anything else about season 3 beyond that. But that was a really good show. I really enjoyed uh Young Justice season 1 and 2. Uh one of the better uh DC animated properties for sure.
0: Oh, nice. nice, nice, nice. You never watched it? No, no, I didn't get far into it. Oh, I, I, other I, things I, in life caught
1: up. I really, really enjoyed it. So I should, I should watch it. Go back and watch it. Yes, I should watch yes, it. Please do, please do.
0: I mean, along with other things that you've recommended, it, it they've been all right. So you know, wow, so check it out, unbelievable. <laughs> but to give some, uh, I guess, give a little bit of a detail on what's going on here with DC. So, <clears throat> Brian Michael Bendis is the one writing this, uh, and it's art by Patrick Gleason. Mm-hmm. So brian michael bendis is actually launching a line of dc titles under a separate imprint i'm guessing so this is going to be under the imprint wonder comics okay so there's going to be a bunch of titles that he's writing as part of wonder comics Mm -hmm. and this is
1: one of them this is one of them yeah
0: yeah so it's it's kind of cool because i think it's going to be one of those lines that is going to appear the appeal to a younger audience, yes, I think that's kind even, of where even going with the
1: this. Um, even the artwork is indicative of that.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I, I think this is it, because Young Justice was very was done in a very similar fashion too, right? Like yeah. it was tailored to a much younger audience, right? And as as sort of a gateway into DC, mm-hmm. you would obviously expect fans younger fans of young justice to then go deeper into the DC animated properties that are a little more, have a little more depth to them that are, that aren't necessarily meant for younger viewers. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that, that, uh, young justice uh, as a comic book would, would be very similar in its fashion that it's sort of like that gateway comic for younger, for younger readers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, and then hopefully they'll go into much more, uh, sophisticated uh dc reads mm-hmm. and i'm sure
0: <laughs> bendis is hoping that they'll go into his <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true because he's got a couple titles going on in the dc main right oh yeah so yeah that's definitely a goal i would say um okay so let's go on to our second dc book which is the other history of the dc universe number one mm-hmm. so this is written by john ridley with art by alex those D- Al- Alex Do- Dos Diaz <laughs> that threw me off a little bit Dos Diaz Alex Dos Diaz yeah um, so you know what I keep saying this I, I said this last time too and I should just say it again um, I can give a little synopsis it might just make life easier you probably should yeah,
1: yeah I so. was actually expecting that the first one On Young Justice? Yeah, and then you just didn't give it. So then, This is
0: our first time doing it. The second time doing this. Right,
1: but we did it the first time. Did we? Yeah, I don't understand Uh, why you want to do the second. But you know what? I digress.
0: Go ahead. Okay, here here we go. Here we go. Other history of the DC Universe. Should I go back and give the other one? No, it's fine. I feel like we're way past that
1: now. I think Young Justice as a title is pretty self-explanatory.
0: Yeah, for sure. Especially if it involves Superboy, Wonder Girl, Robin, Impulse, and Amethyst.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm and it, Thirst, and I'm it sure.
0: introduces new heroes, Teen Lantern and Ginny Hex. So, you know, for sure,
1: Yeah,
0: it's got to be a fun time. Yep. I feel like I should just read this synopsis. Or right, just read it. Just <laughs> okay, read okay. It. Yeah. Bear with us for a moment. I want to go back to Young Justice because I want to read the synopsis. It's actually really interesting. Okay. When the nightmare dimension known as Gemworld invades Metropolis, these teen heroes reunite to deal with the situation, but they're shocked to discover the battle may be the key to the return of Connor kent aka superboy this mix of fan favorites and new legacy heroes will be the center point for some of the biggest going ons at dc as if that weren't enough bendis reunites with all-star artist patrick gleason from superman action comics and green lantern court to bring the new heroes of dc's wonder comics to life hmm, good yeah Fairly self-explanatory. <laughs> it's cool. They're bringing back Connor Kent. Yeah, yeah. Because hmm. because uh, Connor, actually, now that I've read, now Con- that I read Connor synopsis, Kent was in Young
1: Justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: But now that I have read this synopsis, actually changes things a little bit because Superboy in DC proper right now mm-hmm. is in the Rebirth line is Jonathan Kent. Yeah, and, right? Superman's son. Yeah, Superman's son John. Yeah, right. So. Hmm.
1: Connor Kent I believe is the clone uh, make, uh, used with uh, Lex and uh Superman's DNA was he yeah in young uh, Justice that oh, I think oh, I young, believe oh, okay. that's how he was created he was used In uh, young justice okay yeah he was used uh or created with both Lex and um, Superman's DNA hmm.
0: that's cool I wonder if this uh, if this connects anything to the main universe then
1: so yeah, kind of cool. we'll, we'll, we'll
0: two super boys walking around <laughs> okay so back to that other book uh the other history of the dc universe number one so reintroduction written by john ridley with art by alex dos diaz so here we go synopsis academy award-winning screenwriter john ridley of 12 years a slave and let it fall examines the mythology of the DC Universe in this compelling new miniseries that reframes iconic moments of DC history and charts a previously unexplored sociopolitical thread as seen through the prism of DC superheroes who come from traditionally disenfranchised groups. This unique new series presents a story as prose by Ridley married with beautifully realized color illustration from a selection of exciting illustrators and comics artists. Alex Dosillas provides art for number one, which follows the story of Jefferson Pierce, the man who will one day become Black Lightning, as he makes his way from being a young track star to a teacher and ultimately to his role as a hero. Future issues will focus on characters such as Karen and Mal Duncan, Tatsu Yamashiro, and Renee Montoya. Extensively researched and masterfully executed, the other history of the DC Universe promises to be an experience unlike any other, you may think you know the history of the DC Universe, but the truth is far more complex. The other history of the DC Universe isn't about saving the world. It's about having the strength to simply be who you are.
1: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to this one uh, simply because Mr. Ridley really is writing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is going to be, again, in this, as the synopsis states, it's going to be a socio-politically charged run. Mm-hmm. Uh, in what seems like stories that are focused around heroes that are largely um, ethnic minorities, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and it looks like the stance, based on what you just read, the stance uh, of of these issues is going to be how superheroes conduct themselves in a world uh that where they're still not seen as the majority, you know what I mean like it's it's already tough enough that they're that they have powers and that they're heroes and that they're different, but they were already different before the powers, right based yeah. on their their race or their um, cultural upbringing, right. So I, I think this is gonna be a really n- refreshing and different look um into i mean granted these aren't like main top level a plus heroes but um i think they're well known enough that um these stories are actually going to mean something mm-hmm. right basically, yeah for sure in, in today's society anyway yeah
0: and it'll mean more than just a typical superhero punching bad guys and stuff like that like it's yeah it'll be way
1: it's going to be way beyond that
0: way beyond that yeah yeah it'll deal with a lot of real issues that I think people are going to that
1: are facing today you you know you're talking about a man that wrote 12 years a slave so yeah it's (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's gonna yeah it's it's gonna go there and and you know you would expect a writer of that caliber to take it that direction anyway Mm -hmm. right yeah for sure and uh I think this is one that we're most likely going to cover based on that
0: yeah absolutely okay so on to the next book it is the Superman one hundred page super spectacular number one. <laughs> it's written by Marv Wolfman and art by Claudio Castellini. So synopsis. This and this has, uh, quote, this is the best Superman story I've ever written, unquote. <laughs> so says living legend Marv Wolfman. And when you've written hundreds of Superman stories as he has, it means a great deal. This gem of a tale written and drawn from 2006-2009 for the Superman Confidential series explodes from the DC archives as a triumphant tale of Clark Kent's fateful first days in Metropolis, which were far from easy. His early failures almost uh, ensured there would never be a hero called Superman. Powerful writing and stunning art combined to conjure an inspiring story that needed to be published, one you will never forget. From a pair of master storytellers. Now. So this. This was this is an unpublished story. But this was written back in 2006. Yeah.
1: So, it, so it's pulled from the DC archives. So yeah. these are stories that. I think as I stated there. Were written between the years of 2006 and 2009. 2009. So yeah. I guess whatever stories were created for. Uh, what was the uh, original run again called?
0: Uh, Superman Confidential.
1: Yeah, so I, I guess whatever st- extra stories he had for Confidential, he's just re-releasing now. Yeah. Sort of like, uh, like the last twenty albums that Tupac released after his death. Very similar. I to guess that. so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Yeah. So I don't know. Seems interesting. Seems interesting because because it's going to give you a story that you know that that can really like you can really see if stories like that can test the trial of time.
1: Right, but but not only that. Um you're you're looking at stories that were most likely scrapped from the original run because it didn't fit that uh I guess that mainstream mold that DC was going for at yeah. the time, right? So I think it would be interesting to see what kind of directions uh, were were sort of being explored at the time that uh, unfortunately didn't come to light uh, during those that three-year run. Right. right. So it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting.
0: I'm pretty interested in it mm-hmm. because I think... I think one-shot Superman stories have the most potential to be influential Right. because they they can tell a very tight knit story mm-hmm. that is basically just like like an everyday thing for Superman, you right? Know? Or or just something like that. It, it's not like a grand epic, but it's very much a depiction of Superman. Being human, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I think one shots have a one shots have a better track record of doing that, right? You know, especially for like characters like Superman or even characters like Batman, mm-hmm. you know, trying to explore Batman's psyche. So, mm-hmm. I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Especially if it's, it's from Marvel, man. So can't go <laughs> wrong. having <laughs> legend. Yeah, yeah. So okay, let's go on to Marvel. And the first book we want to talk about in Marvel is Conan the Barbarian. Conan number one
1: the barbarian.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's by it's written by Jason Aaron with art by Mahmoud Azrar. Uh covered by Isad Ribic. Uh let's see here. Okay. Oh, it's weird that they put it down here. Okay. I was looking looking for the synopsis. It has all the there's so many variant covers for this thing. There's a lot. There's like one, two, three. Well,
1: I, I mean, just even based on the preview, I think they're they're really trying to push the series. Yeah, because I think they have like almost like a three page spread in that uh, in the previous. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. They have a uh, they have an uh, interior art. Yeah, which looks amazing, by the way. Yeah, uh, colored by Matt Wilson. The interior art's amazing. If you get get a chance to go check out your preview's book, you should definitely look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, synopsis. From an age undreamed, hither came Conan. Chimerian? cimmerian cimmerian I think it's Chimerian. Black haired, sullen eyed, <laughs> sword in hen, a thief, a reaver, a slave, a s- no, a slayer. With gigantic melancholies and gigantic mirth. This is this is a difficult read. I need to brush up on my reading. <laughs> to tread the jeweled thrones of the earth under his sandal feet. Robert E. Howard's creation returns to comic in an epic tale as only Marvel could bring you. Conan's travels have brought him to the far reaches of the unknown from his uh, birthplace in Chimeria to the kingdom of Acolonia and all in between As his fighting prowess allows him to carve his way through life so too does it attract the forces of death Hmm What do you think?
1: Seems like a pretty straightforward (laughs) storyline Um I'm always a little skeptical when it comes to comics like like this one that are pushed so heavily, um, because to me, what that tells me is that they're just trying to push this as um, they're trying to push this to be the next big thing, but that doesn't necessarily speak to the quality of its content. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not gonna automatically dismiss this, obviously, because of that. Um, But there's obviously uh, a big marketing influence on on this run. So uh, at this point, we're just gonna have to read it and see if it's actually any good. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I'm always more skeptical about Conan because it depends on which angle they try to tackle. Um, the story. Like, mm-hmm. if it's very much a barbaric story, then yeah. it's, you know, you can get a little one-dimensional, right? Yeah. But it, if they're trying to talk about the mythology of the world, or, you know, world-building and stuff like that, mm-hmm. then I think it'll be... Yeah, it'll have a lot more richer story. Yeah. Yeah, so...
1: Well, yeah, we'll, we'll just see how it turns out. Yeah. Like. Um,
0: but Jason Aaron's a is a good writer. Of course. Yeah, you know, I enjoy Jason Aaron's stuff, like of you know, Thor and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: So. I'm just always... A little apprehensive when it comes to stuff that gets that gets pushed really hard like this.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah,
1: because it just it, it tells a different story about about the about the run and and it doesn't necessarily speak to the quality of the work. Yeah, right? yeah. And so we'll we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> okay, so on the next book, it's Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Now that one. Very excited. That's an very excited. One. So it's written by Donny Cates and drawn by Jeff Shaw. Mm-hmm. So the synopsis here, who will stand? The universe is on fire. Hundreds of worlds are at war. Never has there been such hatred and division across the cosmos. And in spite of all this, Thanos of Titan is still dead. Or is he? Now, more than ever, the cosmos need the guardians of the galaxy. But in the aftermath of the Infinity Wars who is left to answer the call featuring every cosmic superhero in the known universe by the Thanos wins creative team of Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw. Hmm.
1: I think again, this is one of those runs where you don't really have to speak much on it. You just know it's going to be good. Yeah. Like just based on the scale Uh. Of just based on the size of the cast mm-hmm. alone, like it does take some, it will take some masterful writing in order to make that all work. Yeah, and Donny Cates is the guy, so I'm excited for it. I don't think there's <laughs> much that needs to be said.
0: For me, we I've seen a lot of Donny Cates write solo series So he wrote Thanos mm-hmm. with a Thanos win story. Mm-hmm. He wrote, you know, the current Venom story right and he's writing right now the uh, cosmic uh, Ghostwriter. right for me it's, it'll be interesting to see how he deals with a group mm-hmm. how he deals with a larger ensemble right, right? Um, especially because Guardians Guardians for me has always been a franchise where the the group the actual cast itself has to work together Mm-hmm. There has been some choices in the past. Like, for example, Agent Venom, I had no idea why he was in Guardian. Like, yeah. It just didn't make any sense, right? And yeah. it still didn't really make sense afterwards. It was like, eh, he was. I guess it was there. Yeah. So the cast has to work. And a lot of times people will try to throw in a character here and there. And it's like, okay, but does it really serve the, the purpose of why they're here? Mm-hmm. But if there's anybody who can make purpose out of whatever he writes, it's... It's Donny Cates. Oh, yeah. He's shown over and over again that he's very well capable, you know, of writing a lot of like a variety of characters. Yeah. Now writing them all in a team. I don't know. But we'll see. I'm very excited about the book, though. That being said, mm-hmm. because I just I enjoy Donny Cage's writing. So,
1: I mean, I like Guardians in general, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. So I think this for sure is going to be a good run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Can't believe that's coming out after the new year. I kind of want to read it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get on to the next book, which is Captain Marvel number one. Okay. Yeah. Now, Captain Marvel is interesting because it's coming out right around the corner of when the movie's coming out. So here, let me go through this. Uh, it's written by Kelly Thompson, with art by Carmen Carnero. And the synopsis is, As Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers has spent months in space protecting Earth and alien threats big and small. But now it's time for Earth's mightiest hero to come home. New York City has never looked so good, but every re-entry comes with the unexpected, and Carol is about to hit a whole lot of unexpected. It's a fresh start and an oversized, star-studded welcome home for a hero who's been punching the glass ceilings since the 1970s and just in time for the first female-led film from Marvel Studios. The next 50 years of Captain Marvel starts here.
1: Um, it sounds good, uh, but I don't, for them to mention what they did in the synopsis, uh, just tells me that they're really using this to sort of promote the the movie coming out next year. Mm Mm-hmm. Um not that that makes it automatically bad, it doesn't. Um But again, it's one of those things that just make me skeptical. You know yeah. what I mean? Like why did you feel like it was necessary to mention that in the synopsis?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean it they they know that it's going to push sales in both directions. Yeah. Right? It's going to push sales in the comics, it's also going to generate more interest in the movie as yeah. well. Um I think right now is also a very good opportunity for a lot more female led books. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's also written by Kelly Thompson, who's done some pretty amazing work for Marvel. Yeah. So it's there it's not just cashing in the name or cashing in the title. Of course, I feel like of they're course. they're really going to back this run. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be great to see it succeed because mm-hmm. I think Captain Marvel, at least for the last few years. And it's an it's an unfortunate part of it, but Captain Marvel had a different look with mm. the short hair and everything. Yeah. And a lot of people pounded on that. Yeah. And it's it's unfortunate because Captain Marvel is an interesting character. Yeah. So it'll be cool to see someone be able to like just tell a good Captain Marvel story and especially this one is not going to be it doesn't sound like it's going to be very galactic sounds like it's Mm -hmm. going to be very down to earth type of Captain Marvel story so that'll be pretty interesting alright what is our next book where is it you gotta give me a second (laughs) here gotta make
1: some music to fill in the space duh,
0: duh. <laughs> 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 Okay, I found it. All right. It's called Man Without Fear. It's a their double book. Man Without Fear and I, and apparently number 1 to 5 are all coming out this that month. So in uh, in January all all five will that? be there. This is a Netflix release.
1: What's going on here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a weekly release. Um but regardless, Man Without Fear It's by Jed McKay and Danilo Beiruth with covers by Kyle Hotz. And then a whole bunch of Aryan covers. (laughs) (laughs) Synopsis. Daredevil is gone, but Hell's Kitchen is still a place of heroes and villains. Foggy Nelson, issue 1. The Defenders, issue 2. The Many Loves of Matt Murdock, issue 3. The Kingpin, issue 4. And The Mysterious Guardian Devil, issue 5. We'll all learn what it means to live in a world without a daredevil. And without a daredevil to protect it, has hell come for the city? Who is a man without fear? Now, the reason why I think this book is interesting to me is because it's providing a lot of opportunity for character study, for characters that are known to be part of the supporting cast of Daredevil. Mm -hmm. But they very much exist and operate based on the knowledge that Daredevil exists. Right. Right? But what if Daredevil is not in, Is not there anymore? Mm-hmm. How would they now cope with it? Mm-hmm. Right? And I think assigning individual characters to each issue in the miniseries provides a good chance to do character studies on them.
1: Yeah. And especially if it's those particular characters narrating that particular issue
0: yeah like I, if it's going to be written in their point of view yeah like say, yeah. Yeah,
1: say for example like it's a kingpin issue that's being narrated by kingpin like i feel like that would be a a real good way to sort of uh make the the run a bit more diverse mm-hmm. uh which in turn makes it i mean a bit more interesting in my opinion anyway
0: yeah for sure i think so too it's always nice to it's all and it's always nice to get it from a villain's point of view too mm-hmm. because truthfully sometimes it doesn't seem like he's believes he's a villain yeah you know very much in the same vein as lex Luthor, mm-hmm. right that they don't they're they believe they're doing something right for the city yeah right so all right let's move on to the next publisher which is image comics And we're going to cover a few books from Image, which is actually pretty interesting. So the first one is the Return of Criminal. Criminal. So Criminal used to be a series of mini, you know, mini series and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So Criminal number one is coming back as an ongoing. It's written by Ed Brubaker with art by Sean Phillips. So the reuniting of Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. In the synopsis. The return of the most acclaimed crime comic of the 21st century. Hot off their best-selling series *Killer Be Killed and their original graphic novel My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies. Crime comic masters Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips finally return to their most demanded title as a new monthly series. In this double-sized, no-additional-cost, double-sized book, debut issue, Teague (laughs) Lawless is back in town. But he finds himself in more trouble than ever, thanks to his delinquent teenage son. And this time, fists and bullets may not be enough to solve his problems. A perfect introduction to Criminal and its dark, exciting world, this series will also include back-page art and articles to bring readers more fully into the noir experience.
1: It's a real bang-for-your-buck issue. Real (laughs) bang-for-your-buck. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah I, I, I think I, I never read the original criminal run okay. uh, however uh, I was always a big fan of crime thrillers mm-hmm. movies stories always a big fan of that so I think this may be an issue or maybe a run that um, would capture my heart a little bit I would hope so if you know what I'm saying
0: I would hope so you should definitely check out the previous criminal it's actually really good maybe I will yeah you should definitely check it out maybe I will and listeners if you haven't read it you should definitely check it out too maybe they will (laughs) yeah you're right (laughs) it's just a lot of maybes (laughs) and uh, there's a few there's a few sneak preview pages in here so you should definitely check it out okay next book Oliver number one it's written by Gary Whitta with art by Derek Robertson. So, award-winning screenwriter Gary Whitta of Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and The Book of Eli, teams with celebrated artist Derek Robertson of Transmetropolitan, Happy, (coughs) The Boys, for a new take on a literary classic with a futuristic twist. Oliver reimagines Charles Dickens' most famous orphan as a post-apocalyptic superhero fighting to liberate a war-ravaged England while serving for the truth about his own mysterious origins. <laughs> I'm sold. I am. I'm sold. I am very sold. First of all, I love Rogue One mm-hmm. and Book of Eli.
1: Yeah, Book of Eli was a really good movie. Yeah, So was Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue yeah. One was really good.
0: So I'm absolutely sold mm-hmm. if he's writing anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Done. That's a uh, guaranteed cover for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I I think that's one of those books where we're definitely going to pull on the show. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm looking at the interior art right now, and it's fantastic. It's uh, a little reminiscent of Gary Frank, a little bit. Mm. Mm. With with a bit of with a bit of heavy lines and shadows, like like Liam Sharp kind of just to give you like a a visualization i guess of what it would what it might look like mm -hmm. in case you don't your, you know if you case if you don't have the previous book in front of you (laughs) you know but if you if you do you know look at the page (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it looks really good uh the art is fantastic and uh it looks like it's going to be looks like it's going to be a pretty good run pretty good series Instant, instant hotness right there Instant hotness <laughs> Okay so the next book And the last book we're going to talk about today Is called Vindication It is number one of a mini series of four issues So number one of four It's written by M.D. Marie With art by Carlos Mico And Dima Jr Synopsis In turbulent times When cops are often portrayed as the enemy of the people Detective Chip Christopher maneuvers the blurred blue line between racism and due diligence in order to do his job. And right now, it's his job to investigate Turn, a young black man with a sketchy past who was previously exonerated of a similar murder.
1: So, again, this is going to be one of those very socio politically charged comics uh it's it's gonna be a good one in my opinion, like I feel like a lot of comics that take that angle uh at, at least in the at least recently uh have done a pretty good job doing so, yeah, uh especially because there's just so much material to work with these days, right um and it's and now it's a perspective that people are willing to see Mm -hmm. so again vindication i believe it's going to be another good one uh we will have to preview it to see but um i i am i'm excited to see how they tackle this really touchy issue
0: yeah yeah for sure and and you're right, like I think it is going to be a perspective people are more willing to look at now. And yeah. and that's what I think the material now is it's it's a good time for this stuff to come up yeah. because it also raises awareness for a lot of stuff like that, right? For sure. And at the same time, I think it it it's going to hinge its success and failure. It's going to hinge on whether or not it can maintain it can maintain a certain unbiased nature to it yeah because i think a lot of times it may come down to you'll you'll hear the voice of the characters and then you'll hear the voice of the writer in the character yeah and sometimes it can come off a bit heavy-handed right in and i think in order for it to succeed it has to it has to feel organic from the character's perspective Mm -hmm. so you you can't have anything that sort of falls out of line with what the character will do or what the character will say. Yeah. Because it has to be genuine reactions. Yeah. Right? So a lot of times series like these can very much sound heavy handed mm-hmm. and then and it might turn some people off right away. So Yeah. But if it can stay away from that, then I think it's going to be a, a worth a worthwhile series to look into because it is going to be covering topics and going to be covering, you know, perspectives that you normally don't get on TV or media, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, just like you said, if there is a message, which I'm sure there is, um, that message needs to come about naturally within the within the story.
0: Within the context of story. Yeah. yeah.
1: Within the context of the story, exactly. Um hmm it's not too uncommon where you watch a TV show or you watch a movie, and it just seems that that perspective is really forced on the characters. Yes. Uh, or forced on the viewers, right? And and that to me it takes away from the message. Mm-hmm. So if if that message can come about naturally, if if we can tell the story as As the story, and then allow the readers to form their own opinions about the events. Then I believe that uh, I believe that that's a better way to to go about writing something like this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be it'll be fun to see how that unfolds because series like these will will provide a good opportunity for for voices that. Don't have to get hurt. For sure. So for sure. Yeah. So that's the last book we're gonna cover. So, you know, it's a it's a pretty good month of new series. Obviously, a bunch of other cool stuff coming out, you know, ongoing stuff, but it's it's a good month of brand new series. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to some of these. Um, especially Oliver. Oliver just sounds so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Superhero Oliver Twist, man. Come on, bro. (laughs) That and Guardians of the Galaxy, like bunch of really cool stuff a lot of good so. stuff
1: again i mean there's no guarantee gonna cover all of them if any of them yeah. right
0: but i think a few of them will make the list yeah yeah for sure for sure for sure okay so if you if you think we've missed any books or uh you know if you want us to like sort of give our thoughts on some of the books you can always send us an email at com, or you can shoot us a quick message at twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics Or you can talk to us on our uh, Facebook group, Dark Rose Comics group. So I think that's about it, right? That's about it for our bonus episode. I think so. All right. All right. We'll see see you guys next time.
1: Uh, Next time. Yep. (laughs) What what were you going to say? There's something along with that. Who knows?
0: (laughs) Take care. All right. Bye.